You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. My name is Scott Nerney. I grew up in Warwick and have been a homeowner for over 30 years in our lovely city. My goal with this podcast is to highlight what is special about Warwick and how you can get the most from our seaside community. This podcast is presented by the Varnum Military Museum, located just over the border in East Greenwich. Patrick and his staff have a fantastic museum. I must see a lot of information about Rhode Island residents, especially Warwick residents. Please, when you stop by, go on their Facebook page. Thank them for supporting our podcast. Our guest today is Henry Brown. He is the Warwick historian. We've invited him here to talk a little bit about early Warwick transportation as people complain about traffic jams and how hard it is to get from one side of the city with everything built up. It was much different back in the day in the early 1800s and beyond. Henry's going to tell us a little bit about that. Welcome back to the podcast, Henry. Thank you. Thank you very much. So let's talk a little bit about how people got around in the 1800s. Well, of course, in the 1800s, it was either a horse and wagon, a horse, rode a horse, and Governor Francis often talked about going down to uh, Cassis Valley or, or uh, having business to do in Affinog and uh, riding, riding a horse, oftentimes accompanied by his son or daughters. And uh, so that was the uh, natural thing. And if you didn't have a horse, uh, you, you just walked. And I remember most of the people coming from Connecticut used to cut across the farm. And um, the, the transportation was so expensive. It was 50 cents for the, uh, the Warwick Railroad. And they could walk across. There was a little bridge going over a um, salt marsh. And the people would cut and go to Patuxet. And once they had Patuxet, they could catch a trolley car which was, uh, say, five cents or, what, or less, uh, to Providence. And it was far cheaper to uh, walk to Patuxent and grab a, uh, a streetcar. And so, how were those trolleys? Were they uh, comfortable to ride on, or was it mostly oh, standing? Oh, they were wonderful. I remember riding the, the trolley cars. And uh, so the first ones they had uh, were horse-drawn, horse-drawn uh, trolley cars, and horse-drawn cars, and then um, when the electric lines came in, electric, they were electrified, and there was a motor on each end of the um, trolley car, and they were connected to the electric line, uh, which ran overhead, so that uh, they had these long uh, poles with a little uh, trolley on them, and that was connected onto the uh, electric wire. So when they reached for Tuxet, then one one would come down, and then they switched the motors to the uh, to the uh, uh, other drive motor, <laughs> and so they were returning or whatever. So it was just amazing the um, transportation. That was really quite modern when they had the trolley cars coming to. Patuxent Village. And they would run in all seasons? They run in all seasons. <laughs> yeah, snow or rain or uh, whatever. So that uh, good or bad or whatever, they always <laughs> ran. And of course, 
the oftentimes the conductor stood there in an open open uh, area and uh, they were pelted with snow or rain oh, or my. whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the later cars, of course, the conductor was uh, protected with the by staying inside. And what prompted the change over to steam train, and how fast did that happen? Well, the steam trains ran the railroad, the Warwick Railroad. Uh, started in Providence, and uh, it crossed the Patuxent River, and um, once it's at the, uh, there was Dewey's Grove, and then there was uh, uh, Silver Hook and, uh, and Lakewood, and then there was the ice company at Arnold's Pond, there was Palace Gardens, Spring Green, and then there was Hoxie Four Corners, then beyond that was the um, the summer campground at Coles, and from there you ran down to uh, to Connecticut, and then there was Riverview and Meadowview and Grant Station, and because um, there was no uh, there was no station to uh, for Rocky Point until 1903, and uh, you crossed at Meadowview, then you crossed the inlet. To uh, cross the inlet to Oakland Beach, and eventually they extended the line, crossing the inlet to uh, Buttonwoods. And once in Buttonwoods, you could get a trolley car drawn by a horse, and this horse-drawn car went down from uh, uh, Buttonwoods to uh, uh, to Avonock, and that was really quite a quite an exciting. Uh, 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 innovation so that uh, transportation really improved. And I read somewhere that the the trains would stop by using local wells from people's houses to have to fill their engines back up with water. Now that's an old <laughs> old, old myth. That's an old folk tale. Oh, okay, good. Because the steam rain ro- those steam trains had formerly run on the Providence and Stonington Railroad, so that. Uh, there was there was ample amount of water uh, for those steam trains because it's not they didn't have the long runs uh, and uh, so there was ample water. And eventually they moved to diesel trains. Uh, they did never de- had diesel trains at all. Uh, okay. In uh, by 1901, uh, the electric lines were extended, and uh, so that the trolley cars then ran on uh, electric by electricity. And the, the steam trains were very, very inefficient. And uh, when it was finally opened in 1875 or whatever it was, the, uh, the, the railroad people thought that all you had to do is wave your hand and the, and the steam train would stop and pick you up. But they had designated stops. So that uh, I remember the railroad station uh, very clearly at Spring Green, and uh, by the because the railroad had been uh, by 1939, 1940, the a little railroad, the little railroad station was still standing, and uh, it was uh, it was and during the summertime, I remember going with my father, and we went to the. Uh, and he went over to the little railroad 
building, and you open up the door, and it was a terrible stench of urine where the old men would go in and relieve themselves inside the, uh, the, the railroad station. So it wasn't a very far. Then my father had the railroad station demolished. So that <laughs> uh, Governor Francis Farm was finally extended out uh, to uh, that end of the, uh, towards Hoxie Four Corners. And what caused them to, for the city to abandon most of the rail service? Well, the, the city had nothing to do. It was a private, it was a private enterprise. And complete, and uh, they had stockholders, and uh, so the city had nothing to do with it at all, nothing, absolutely nothing. But when the rail service stopped, was it pretty much travel at that point was by car? Yes, it was. Okay. Henry, I want to thank you for giving us a quick glimpse of what life was like traveling in the past in Warwick and spending some time with our audience today. It's a great time to be in Warwick, and for those not living the Warwick life, come pay us a visit. Think about how hard it was to get from Providence all the way to Buttonwoods on a train and a trolley and a little bit of walking the next time you drive through the city and see how great it is now and see everything we have to offer. That wraps up another edition of Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. If you have any comments, content suggestions, or questions, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. Thank you to Tester Manuelian for our lead-in and closing music. She's a music major with an incredible career ahead of her. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.